All right, let's. y'all get ready for another edition of news and trends with your host dave and lynn welcome 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 to news and trends with dave and lynn i am one of your hosts mr david coker proprietor of dave mark inc promoter uh, music management uh, marketing specialist Man about town, all around good guy, hanging out with my partner, Mr. Leonard Young. What's going on, sir? Hey, everything's good, Dave. This is Leonard Young, CEO of DelawareBlack.com, National Black Guide, Black Media Specialist, all around good and all around good guy. How you doing, Dave? Hey, man, I can't call it. It's uh, another week. Another weekend went by. We made it through. And, um, you know, I guess uh, spring is, start, is starting to really show its face. You know, barely, what I mean? barely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you know how how you doing, man? Especially after your big announcement last week. How's everything going? Yeah, I mean everything's good. We uh we've been down here all week working. I've been uh darn near working in the field like a slave all weekend long. So you know, try to get yeah. everything ready and and up up and going. Well. When you um, get, um, when you inherit a hundred acres and a mule, that's what happens. You know, <laughs> you got to work it, man. You know, so that's uh, that's real good. Um, I'm glad to hear that you're down there. You're getting everything um, together down there in Lower Delaware, and everything's going well for you. Um, so that's good. That's good. Um, you know, we have to uh, make sure that we support Mr. Lenny Young and his new venture. Uh, for those that may not have heard his announcement last week, you want to say something about it, you know, before we get started? Yeah. So, I mean, we, we hadn't really promoted it, promoted it, but uh, my wife and I, we bought a campground that is um, in lower Delaware, 30 acres, 200 RV sites, 16 cabins, an activity hall, festival fields. So, um We'll we'll probably really make the announcement sometime this week, but as of right now, you know, we we've been down here working like a slave, Dave. So, you know, trying to get everything ready. So, you know, so when, right. when, when all the news and trends and the front stage Fridays and the DelawareBlack.com people come down, you know, we'll we'll be ready for them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Uh, we look at we look we looking forward to coming down and supporting you and hanging out with you. And for those that. Uh, are not familiar with the, with the campground. It used to be, a lot of people remember it as the Gun and Ride Club down there um, in um, Houston or Houston, Delaware, <laughs> you know, whatever. Look, the northern people always call it Houston, but I, I didn't know, know it was called Houston until you said something about it. So, you know, but uh, but congratulations again, my partner, and I'm glad to hear that you uh, that you guys were able to to get that place and. Um, you know, you're definitely not getting rid of me now. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, so. I, I, well, hey, yeah. hey, Dave, Dave, you know, like like they say, you, you got to earn your work. You, oh, you know, okay. Here you got to earn Here your keep. Yeah, okay. Whatever whatever you say, sir, whatever you say. All right. So, but um, we have a good show for you. We This has been a booking long in the making, so we, we got a special guest with us, uh, a good 
um, you know, um, we wanted we wanted to get her on and um, make sure that the everybody heard this interview and you know we put it out there. It was a lot of response. Oh, you got Cynthia coming on tonight? I was like, yeah. We she 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 felt sorry for us and came on the show. So <laughs> here we are, you know. So, um, but um, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about tell everybody a little bit about who we have on tonight? Sure. So tonight we have um, none other than the founder of Front Stage Fridays, Miss Cynthia Tire. And um, she started her entertainment business in her mom's basement. And for Dave, for some reason, that, that doesn't surprise me. because I'm, I'm sure she was <laughs> promoting, producing and directing. And I have no doubt yeah. about it. Um, yeah. French Stage Fridays is well over. Um, she started it well over 10 years ago. Um, she's worked with and promoted uh, famous uh, singers and performers such as Glenn Jones, Miles J, Melissa Morgan, Allison Williams, Gerald Levert, D Train, and more, including uh, Dave Coker. Cynthia, I don't know if you know Dave Coker is a singer, so you know for for your next act, you might have to bring him up. Um, so personally, Dave, this, this this is how I met Cynthia. I remember I met Cynthia, you know, probably close to ten years ago. Um, I saw a flyer for Front Stage Fridays. They had just had it, at, and I can't remember the venue, but they were just about to move to the Crystal Center. And I called her up and I said, hey, my name is Leonard. I saw your flyer. I do DelawareBlack.com. Um, you know, we have some advertising. <laughs> and you know what she said, Dave? What she said? She said, how do I know you really got followers? And I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was like I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. <laughs> But um, you know, you know, we we connected, and I can say Cynthia is a very giving, talented, you know, dedicated person, and you know, we we've had a great friendship through the years, and, and you know, I I really appreciate. I I can say Cynthia is one to always look out for. She called me and be like Leonard, I got something for you, and I may not say thank you enough, but I do appreciate it. And you know, I think anyone who's in the entertainment business in Delaware. Um, if you don't know Cynthia, she is one who can connect you with just about anybody you need to be connected with. So that that's my personal story, you know, for Cynthia. And and Dave, I'm I'm you know, I'm sure you have a you know your own <laughs> personal story. How yeah. You know? well, yeah, wow. Well, um it's funny listening to you say what you just say. I met Cynthia um during her front stage Friday as well, when she was doing um doing her Sunday things over at the Blue Parrot. I remember that. Um, the food was yeah, great over there, uh, too. Food and music. Yeah, the food was good over <laughs> there. Yeah, yeah. And um, I'm, I don't, I'm trying to remember. Somebody told me about this, you know, live entertainment and everything going on over there at the Blue Parrot on Sundays. So one day I just decided to go over there, and I just couldn't believe what was going on in this place. Lin, uh, Cynthia had, like, uh, a crew of entertainers. I mean, whew, I mean, Tracy A and, <laughs> and, you know, to the max, best kept. So matter of fact, every one of those people I met over there at the blue pair, because Cynthia had them all coming through there. Brian Parr, uh, you know, all of them people were coming through there at the time. And I was like, who is this woman? So I remember going up and introducing myself to her. She took a look at me and just said, Hey, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of, uh, 
kind of blew me off, you know, you know, a little bit. I was like, okay, well, I met her. Okay. Then I kept coming back, you know, she warmed up to me a little bit, you know, and, and I said, well, you know, I do a little bit of promoting myself and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, but I really was definitely impressed with what she was doing over there. And she really had Sunday nights on lockdown. I mean, the entertainment that was coming through those doors was really awesome. And, um, and that's when we developed our our relationship and we've been friends ever since. And everything you just said about her is correct. She is very giving. Um, she definitely has a pulse, has her hand on the pulse of everything that's going on here entertainment wise. And we are just lucky to have her on our show tonight. So without further ado, we want to introduce to those who don't know who she is, and that's very few. And um, and those who do know who she is, Miss Cynthia Tyre, welcome. Well, hello, hello. I I think you guys must have had a script to to read to say all these uh, wonderful <laughs> things. <laughs> well, you know, the check is in the mail. The, the check is yeah. in the mail. Yeah, well, you pay well. You pay well, so we're good. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm 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 going to backdate the check. I think after 90 days or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, okay. letter, letter. Let's right. let's let's go cash it right now. Uh, uh, immediately. Go. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah. deposit. But, yeah, but it's a go. pleasure being on here, um, on on your show. I love to see. And hear um, people doing positive things because I really I can't see or people can't see, but you can hear uh, these wonderful things uh, that you guys are, are doing. And Leonard, um, first and foremost, congratulations to you and your campground. I used to go to Frankfurt camp. I don't know how far that is from mm-hmm. you, but as a kid, I used to go to Frankfurt camp uh, grounds every every year. My father's from Frankfurt and my mother's from Georgetown. So I know mm. about okay. the lower part of Delaware. Okay. Okay. That's it. Did you know well, about well, the, the Gunner Ride Club down there? No, no. I, I remember okay. going to um, Lewis Beach, and there was another one that um, a lot of the minorities went to, and I can't think the name what, of it. Was that Johnny Walker Beach? No, it was not. Okay. It was not. I, it, it doesn't come... Hmm, I can't think of it right now. Gotcha. But anyway. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe. So I guess, Cynthia, just to start off and, then, you know, start at the beginning. Yeah. Like, how how did you get started? So your mom's basement. And to be honest, hearing that does not surprise me at all. Like, that. that's kind of <laughs> what I, I almost expect, like, uh, you know, Cynthia with, you know, the, the original members of Beyonce in the basement kind of directly. <laughs> Um, so, so can, can you kind of explain, okay, your mom's basement, but you know, give us all the details. Okay. Well, I would gather all the kids in the neighborhood, especially, um, my younger sister's friends, you know, because I knew they would listen to me and, and, and (laughs) come to think about it, it was, um, my group too, age group too. So I put myself in it. I would, we would sing. So now I'm going to date myself. We would sing that song. Don't mess with Bill. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. So, yeah, I, I was the lead. You don't know nothing about that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So I was the lead singer, but I can't sing. So back then, we just had a lot of fun. And so I would do some shows, and um, we had sheets for our curtains. 
Yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. And so my mother said, what is going on here? Because the parents were coming over. My mother said it was just a nickel, but I remember it was a, it being a quarter and we were charging them a quarter to come in to see what we had put together. And that was in my um in my mother's basement. And I had to think about well, how, old were you? how old were you? Oh, my gosh. I wasn't even in high school. I, w- I wouldn't do that in high school. You know, I was a cheerleader by then and in junior high, I was a cheerleader. So I, I had something to do then. So that was way before um, getting to junior high school. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You, so had, so you were already making money at that time. Right. Oh, are you no kidding me? Oh, I sold water ices. My piggy bank broke from se- um, selling water ices, of course. Yes. So, yeah, I so, had a good time. So, Cynthia, from going from your mom's basement when was kind of like the next reoccurrence of, you know, promoting, performing, kind of being in that music scene? So I, I know you said high school, you're busy cheerleading. and But like, mm-hmm. was it was it college when you kind of got back into working mm-hmm. with artists or, you know, promoting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and there were some things back and forth. Like I said, oh, let's do a gospel show or something, you know, do um throughout school. And then I, I you know. I took some of the things I did and I uh, did do it within the church. But let's say when I went to college, <clears throat> I went to a predominantly uh, white school. So I went off campus and I was in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, that's a whole nother show. Uh, but I met some friends off cam- um, campus and uh, they were Alabama State and other places. And uh, one time I went to a, a record shop. So I'm I'm dating myself again. Um, went to a record shop and this gentleman asked me, did I need a job? And he said he was going to check with his boss. But later on, finding out he was the boss. So working in this record shop called the African Head Shop, I met many people there. I mean, Lionel Richie, just a lot of people are coming to this um, to this record shop. And I also met someone from the radio station, two different radio stations. Yes, I did work in Montgomery, Alabama. And uh, and it was just because of me rubbing elbows with the right people. So I were able to uh, get, into, uh, get into shows, go to shows, because people are showing me the ropes. Many of my mentors are <clears throat> in Montgomery, Alabama, and I still speak to um, speak to them today. Mm-hmm. Well, funny story, and here I go talking, talking, thinking about one of my mentors. Um, one of my mentors was doing a show with Gerald Avert, Rue Boys, and, and all the guys with Gerald, um, Men at Large, in Birmingham, Alabama and asked me to um, come down. So why don't you come down and work the show? And I'm so glad I went. Little did I know that was Gerald LaVert's last show in the States. He went to Africa when he came back. Uh, that's when um, he transitioned. But I, I always um, think about that. How did I know somebody in Alabama to go and work a show? And it was Gerald LaVert's last show. And it was like, it was crazy. You know, so that that's that story. And I, I probably took a left turn. Which way were you going? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, I mean, it's so funny. It's so, it's so funny to just piggyback on what Leonard said. Now, Leonard and I both know you, but we can listen to your stories because your stories, you know, even though that, you know, even though they may take a left turn, we're still there for the ride because we know you're going to take it somewhere. And so, and that's that's important because the public, for those people who are in the area, because we have we have listeners all over the United States. I mean, we've done very well as far all the way to the West Coast and South and everything. 
but the stories that you're telling, everybody's going to be fascinated by because, I mean, you know, Leonard and I have known you for years, and we're still fascinated by the stuff that you say and, and listen to. So even though that took a left turn, we're, we were there for the ride. We, you know, matter of fact, I just got out, got gas for you. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, so, but Leonard, go ahead and finish what you were going to say. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, you know, I, I think you were right on track. So from um, from college and, you know, I guess being in the right place at the right time, you know, meeting those people, um, mm-hmm. did you have a desire? So, like, was it kind of like in your mindset, like, hey, this is something I want to, like, continue doing? Was it more of a fun thing? It happened by accident each time. So, Going back to college days, <clears throat> there was this two-floor club called Top Flight Disco. And I was asked to come and run a club. <laughs> so um, this was um, a, a ending my senior year. So I stayed there longer and, and ran this two-floor club because the manager kept saying, oh, we've been making so much money since you've been here. I mean, people came in there, such as Manhattans and, and other folks there too in, com- in comedy groups. And I said, no, it's just that I'm being honest. And I, and I can say that it, being honest in the business, can can you can reap more benefits because people want you because they say, oh, they see what you're doing. They see that you're, see your value because you're, um, bringing in, um, bringing in the money. <laughs> so, so he was bragging on me to a comedy group that came in, and um, it was LaWanda Page, and I'm gonna say Wild Man Steve Dolomite dating myself again, and and some yeah. others. <laughs> so, so um, they asked if I would be their road manager, and when they shared the money, I'm saying, oh wow, but my car is in Alabama. What am I going to do? So they can actually connected my car. Uh, to the um, to the transportation that they had until we got back here. Um, then actually talking about left and right turns, uh, made a turn into Lo- Lafayette, Louisiana, and I ended up living there uh, for a while because I met someone. Well, I didn't stay. I came home. I did meet someone that um, was quite charming. And I said, no, I'm not going to stay. If you want me, I, have, I you have to send for me after I go home. So we made it to Delaware and uh, we did a show. I remember even at Ambrosia here in Delaware with um, um, Ann Esther. And that was Luanda Page from Sanford and Son. And, uh, and you may have known some of the other names. And then he called me back there. He had some clubs and I ran some clubs there. But I ended up um, back this way because I didn't go to college to run clubs, so I I I, I did come back. But I, I've had uh, a lot of experiences emceeing on the stage, cracking jokes to actually um, hold it down until the comedians came out. Uh, some some things that folks don't know about me, and I guess it was just natural. I I didn't even know I was funny, but uh, those are the times. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the type of things uh, that happen. And sure enough, I made it back home and um, wanted to do something. And actually, it was more than 10 years ago. And I started something called Front Stage Fridays. And uh, it was a venue that we started at the Tri-State Mall, which is no longer. And um, one day they said, oh, you guys cannot have your event here because of the molding, the Christiana uh, Culture Arts Center in one day. And one day, let us use that venue. And it was still crowded. And I remember John Carr, he he just kept 
he he loved being around me and helping me out and he helped to direct the traffic to get to uh the Christiana Arts Center. So we went there, then we went to Petra City. And it was Petra City was looked like a, a warehouse, so to speak. And we dressed it up and folks came by, the food vendors were there. Uh, people came through, Schoolie D, so many people came through. And this wasn't them being on the show coming through. This is because folks heard it was a place to be. Now, check this out. There was no football there. And 30-year-olds or, or, or 50-year-olds, you couldn't tell because of the mix that was in there, the lights that was going on. And it was it was just fun. And people were entertaining without the alcohol. But the artists, it was like an open mic. The artists were so serious. They loved being there. And and when you're drinking at the open mics, that's not where the, to me, serious people go. We were attracting people from Texas, New York. Uh, all these people are coming through. And, and Leonard, you can attest to this because you created my website. Mm-hmm. So I got so nervous of this because because people thought I was bigger than what I was. It was almost like being scared of success. I said, Leonard, can you take my uh, website down? Because people think I'm bigger than what I am. The place was getting (laughs) crowded. I'm getting calls from all over the place. And also, I don't know what that was about. I wasn't ready for it. And it it came so fast. But I kept taking it in different directions and was able to have shows because of the people uh, that were coming through. Understood. Okay. Um, now, when, how did you connect with the Blue Parrot? Oh, well, the Blue Parrot, I connected with that. Um, I believe uh, the the Petra City, that warehouse I was telling you about, was closing down. So I did something from there. There, I did something at the Crystal Ballroom. I think someone mentioned that. And so I spoke to the gentleman at the blue pair matter of fact he called me he heard about me and so he made me the proposition there at the at the blue parrot and i love the blue parrot because i love to treat the artists good i was able to um treat all of the uh performing artists well they ate well and we were able to um pay them well because we made money off of the bar as well and sometimes a venue will say you can have the door but right. it's that's that's pretty difficult. You're bringing all these people in, you're making money for them. And and the door, if you lose, if you lose, you lose. And um, I was not able to um, be that much of a risk taker to just take the door. So that's how we were able to um, bring people in. And I can tell you um, today, today, I know that someone else could not get the artist for the price that I was getting them. Um, from Glenn Jones telling another person, from Christopher Williams, we didn't mention him, all of these artists, they saw me trying so hard to keep live music alive that they did me so many crazy favors out there. But I started booking them, and um, that's that's why they continue to um, work with me um, because I am not some big promoter out there but when you say giving heart i would find other work for uh, most of the people that i was working with let me let me say this um sorry i had a little i had something get caught in my hood i'm sorry about that um, um 
Cynthia, Cynthia always tries to be modest with me and Leonard all the time. We know her very well. She doesn't like to put a lot of spotlight on herself. But I know when I met her, she was probably the biggest thing in Delaware. And, and really, with the contact and the shows and everything that she's done, she has no rivals here, to be honest with you. Um, I know that when it's to go over to the Blue Parrot that we're talking about, she had the run of the house. She had different entertainers performing every weekend. Um, some of the relationships that I have with some of the musicians and performers here in Delaware came from me going over and meet a lot of these entertainers she had there. Um, Front Stage Friday was the model that a lot of people used to try to um, Emily, I will say. So when we look at when we look at the uh, the product, we we're done with, and even to this day, because you were able um, to get all those people to perform, <laughs> and the Eagles were all at the door because you had you might come there and listen to one person perform. The next time you come in, they might be working the door, taking the money, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Or, or, or they might be serving you. So they might be helping the serving staff, serve you, whatever the case may be. But that's how discipline, and that's how she had everything working because they all were there. They all worked together. They all had a common goal, which was to entertain, to pay, because all of those people went on to do big things. Um, you know, majority of them went on to do big things. And for them to all be humble and to be able to do what they did there and to see where they are. I mean, um, when you look at Tracy A and, and Best Kept Soul, Brian Parr, and, 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 um, gosh, I can name a bunch of people. I, you know, I think about, you talked about John Carr. John Carr is another person, you know, who's done a lot here in Delaware and, you know, who's who's one of the best singers that I've ever heard here. So um, he definitely has formed the relationships and, and, and helped to promote some of the local talent here. We won't even talk about some of the bigger names that she just talked about, but the local talent here that went on to become very good themselves, like a best-kept soul who currently – is uh, probably the top band in Delaware alongside with Two to Max with John Coley and his band. So she's been very modest here, people. She really is. Well, I know that Anne and in, in the Best Kept Soul, she won a couple of our contests. Um, we did have right. a, a big, big Apollo sort of contest. And there were people that were so mad because they couldn't get in the door. I know that we had um, on one of them. I know uh, Glenn Jones was there at one, and we even brought in um, Eric Nolan. He's the middle OJ. Right, so, right. yeah. Um, my play brother was the road manager of the OJs. He's um, transitioned, and he always bragged about me, and I, that's who was my promoter, telling people how great I was. And he always said, Girl, you missed your calling. You missed your calling. And I 
I just missed his cheerleading and I, I kind of slowed down after uh, some of some of that. You know, when you think of the people who really motivated you and I said, well, I'm motivating everybody else. Where's my where's my motivator? So um, I'm 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 back and I was doing some things in between. But I, I don't like to come back with the same thing. Um, folks have asked me, can you do front stage findings? I did that already. You know, I did it. Then somebody else tried doing something that I don't want to do it again. You know, um, one thing about uh, Delaware at one point, I did want all of us greats to get together so we could keep things going and we wouldn't get worn out. You know, if you're doing something week after week by yourself, you get worn out. But if you have four of you that are doing it, suppose it was you and me and and, and two other folks that was like-minded like us, we keep the same spot going, but we change weeks. And that okay. way, nobody's tired. And you get, you're getting all of the uh, diff different crowds. You get my people, I get you. We, we get a lot done. It's so hard to, to, um, to work together as a, a, a team in this thing. You know, you can get the talent because the talent's going to get paid. But you have to hustle if you're on the other end. And I'm telling you, I'm too old to hustle by myself. I'm too old to go somewhere and drop off a flyer and do this and do that. So if, if I had the right team, would I do it? I, I, I would do it uh, again. But other than that, I'm saying let's move forward. Let's let's try. Uh, let's try something else. And um, that might be the lead way into what I have coming up next. Right. And, and, and Cynthia, you know, it, it's funny that you would say what you just said, because as you were saying, like the last words, you said the last 30 seconds, I was trying to think of, hold up, who did I hear say that? And Dave, you want me to tell you who said the same thing on our show? Uh, Dave Woolley. Dave Woolley. So, so Cynthia, Dave Woolley said the same thing you said, where it's wow. like, like, I did it and now I'm going to do something else. Because, you know, just like you, Dave Woolley never really went back to do the same thing. Like, you know, he did a boxing match one time, moved on. He did a concert, moved on. And it's kind of like you. And, you know, when Dave said, I was thinking too, I was like, man, like Blue Pair would be a hit. But I understand what you're saying where, you know, nowadays in time, like burnout's a real thing. And, you know, nobody wants to do it every all themselves. But at the same point, you have to find the right people to be able to continue on. And, you know, being, you know, as collaborative as you are, we know you have your event coming up, the Celebration of Life in Heaven with Dr. Martin Luther King, Easter Sunday. Can can you kind of tell everybody um, about wow. that event? Oh, sure, sure. This event is something that we did about 10 years ago. It came back, it came up as a memory on Facebook. And when we did it, it was for Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday. So it wasn't a lot of dialogue, but my Dr. Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King, they were the hosts. And we had uh, artists that are in heaven. Everybody was dressed in white. It was so beautiful. But it was at a club. How we did this in a club, I don't know. But it was it was just beautiful. And again, do we get scared of success? Folks said how great it was. And someone called me the next morning and said, I heard somebody talking about your event at the Dr. Martin Luther King breakfast. Lo and behold, it was Senator Margaret Henry talking about this different event she went to. You guys should have seen it. You should see what this girl did. <laughs> you know my name at that point. 
and she was talking about it. So I said, wow, if we do this again, we have to do this somewhere different. I don't want to do it in a club. So was going to do it around um, Dr. Martin Luther King's birthday and then thought about maybe um, the holiday. But there's so many things that were on my agenda. And and I was partnering with Miss Kim Congo and she had things. She's a busy lady. So it just went by. So looking for a date, it was like right in front of our face. Dr. Martin Luther King actually had his going home service on April the 9th in 1968. April the 9th falls on a Sunday and it's on Easter in 2023. So we decided to go ahead and have the event on April the 9th and it falls on Easter. That could be good and that could be bad because of course many people have things to do on Easter, but it's in the evening. So we're hoping people would honor this. You know, when we think about Dr. Martin Luther King, we think of peace as well. So no, it's not a resurrection type of uh, play or anything, but I think it still fits right in um, um, with Easter and it's something different um, for Easter for the five o'clock event in the evening um, for the family. And I get to use so many of those artists that I've worked with in the past. And that excites me. I'm really excited about it. Um, so what you're going to see here, again, is Dr. Martin Luther King and Coretta are going to be be the host, <clears throat> but they're going to be some dialogue. They're going to be talking to these folks up in heaven. And then you're going to have some of the artists even talking to, to, to some of the other artists, you know, because they wanted to, they want to make peace up in heaven. Um, For example, uh, uh, Mar Marvin oh, well, Gaye. Hey, hey uh, Cynthia, before yes. you go on, can, can I play the promo first? And then, oh, you, yeah, can kinda, yeah. then you can kind of talk about it from there. Oh, wonderful. It's the stage production that everybody's raving about. Coming to the Congo Legacy Center in Wilmington, Delaware. It's a celebration of life in heaven with Dr. Martin Luther King. Starring Dwight Bazemore as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And Linda Pipkin as Coretta Scott King. Experience the awe-inspiring words of Dr. Martin Luther King. As well as performances by Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, Phyllis Hyman, James Brown. Tell it up, I'm ready to get up and do my thing for Dr. Martin Luther King. Sam Cooke. Whitney Houston. Tina Marie and more, featuring the world's number one celebrity impersonator, C.P. Lacey, as Prince. Celebration of life in heaven with Dr. Martin Luther King. Doors open 3 p.m. for food and vendor shopping. Showtime 5 p.m. at the Congo Legacy Center, 501 West 28th Street, Wilmington, Delaware. Tickets available through lifeinheavenmlk.eventbrite.com or text 302-419-6521. Text only. Produced by Kim Congo and Cynthia Tyre. Okay, so now, now, now that we kind of give a little pre preview, you you can continue. <laughs> I like that. It's not too much to say now, uh, but I will say that the script between uh, the uh, entertainment piece of it. Um, so you're gonna hear a lot of singing. Uh, it, there's gonna be some parts that what well, may uh, you know make you tear up a little bit when you think about how maybe someone uh, did um, in their life. Uh, you're going to laugh. Uh, we do have a, a comedian there uh, and 
she's going to play a certain role. And you're going to say, how can she play this character and then be funny at the same time? Uh, this is all genres of music. Uh, you're going to um, hear uh, even your hip hop. Can you believe we're going to have a Tupac? Tupac is really in the Tupac. We have uh, we have jazz. We're going to have Natalie um, Natalie Cole there. Uh, you're going to have a uh, um, Phyllis Hyman, as we said, uh, James Brown. It's it's going to be really uh, really cool. And these characters are really into their characters. Uh, we're blessed to have uh, Black Rose. Uh, Black Rose after Gerald Avert passed. Uh, Black Rose uh, had joined Mark Gordon and Sean, but then Sean passed. So um, Black Rose continued with Mark Gordon, one of the original Averts, and he's going to come and he is going to f um, play the role, let's say, of Gerald Levert. And his son is going to be Sean. We have a heavy D there. Uh, it's just going to be really uh, cool. We have activists uh, there, too. Um, we have a little Emmett Till that's showing up. And uh, you'll hear in some of the dialogues that we have some of the issues, same issues uh, today uh, that... Um, we had then when Dr. Martin Luther King was uh, speaking and, and, and talking about uh, peace and, and, and whatsoever and, and issues such as um, uh, thinking about uh, suicide, uh, uh, mental illness. Although now we, we have um, put more attention on mental illness. I, I say even back then, it may have saved some lives of some of our uh, loved ones uh, that are artists up in heaven that died um, from that. And I don't want to give it away. And you'll understand what I mean later um, if you if you come and listen to it. Uh, we we had back then, we still we still had domestic violence. Uh, James Brown uh, apologizes though to Tammy because, you know, he he wasn't so kind to her, but he, uh, there's peace. We have to have peace on in heaven. So um, the peace is um, the peace is there. So there's a lot of causes, um, if you will, um, that are spoken of in, in heaven. There's a lot of apologies there. There are people that are glad to see each uh, other uh, up um, up there, and uh, they're having a good time. So this is a different type of a celebration that we're going to be having in heaven uh, with Dr. Martin Luther King and Coretta. I'm just inviting folks to come out uh, to learn. If you want to learn a little bit of history, if you want to clap your hands, if you might want to tear up just a little bit, but if you want to laugh and just enjoy yourself and walk out and say, I didn't know that. Uh, I, I, when I'm with the team, I just always feels like it's a ministry. I feel like these guys, no matter what kind of music they're singing and what message they gave, it just feels like a, mis a, a ministry and you will feel love if you come and join us. You're just going to feel nothing but love and you will be entertained. Awesome. And um, even though you know all the performers and the characters they're portraying, who are you most excited to see perform their part on, you know, on this, this show? That is a tough one, Leonard. That is so tough. I'm going to tell you that they're coming in character. C.P. Lacey is an impressionist. This is what he does. If anybody knows him, <laughs> otherwise, he's from New York and he does work at the uh, Apollo. He, he's so funny. He, he plays the Sandman now, although it's not on TV. But this mm. guy, uh, he, he could, if he wanted to play Stevie Wonder, he could. If he wanted to do the James Brown, he could and others. But Prince, he's coming as Prince. He's our feature. 
uh, our, our Michael Jackson, he, he's going to be Michael Jackson. He's not coming just to sing a song. He's not going to do that. Um, I am, I, I, man, I'm excited about everybody. Because now I want to talk about good, our two five. Good, good answer. Good answer. Oh, gosh. Everybody. <laughs> I, I can't. I've gone down the line. Of, I mean, we, Tina Marie. We're going to have Tina Marie there. Most people in this area might know Masha T. But she's yeah, there. And our Bo Leonard and I, Bo Leonard and I, we have seen. We've seen Masha T. As, yeah. Um, 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 she, she, yeah. yeah she, she performed at the Pink Ball. Awesome. She yeah, awesome. yeah. Yeah. We saw her there. Yeah, I'm sorry. The, the Pink and Black Ball. Yeah. The Pink oh, and Black okay. Ball. Yeah, yeah, well, she she's going to be there. Um, oh, here I go again. Coretta Scott King actually, well, I'm sorry. Tina Marie actually wrote a song for Coretta Scott King, a tribute song. Oh. So you'll hear did that. You're going to hear, hmm? You did not know that. No. Yes, yes, that's yes. I've never heard that before. No. Yes, she did. She wrote a tribute song. And that's what you're going to hear. You're going to hear... Um, what happened even after Dr. Martin Luther King died? There's other folks that wrote tribute songs. You won't hear um, all of those because people want to hear the real, um, some other music as well, music that they know. But um, just like Nina Simone, she she wrote a tribute to Dr. Martin Luther King. There were so many tribute songs that were written that Dr. Martin Luther King did not get to hear, but he'll get to hear uh, some of this music at his uh, at his party. Yeah, they're here, 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 this at his party. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so interesting, uh, how impactful he was, how impactful he was in the music industry. Yeah, okay. Well, uh, folks, if you're listening, <laughs> you heard everything she had to say. It shouldn't be, look, you should be on Eventbrite and trying to purchase some tickets right quick. You know, and, and try to get there to the show. Um, you know, she's got a lot of entertainers. You heard the promo. Uh, I know some of these performances, and yes, she is correct. They are performance. I think um, was Anne Latrice supposed to be performing too? Yes, Anne Latrice. We looked. I looked. I said, "Where is Delaware here?" And Anne Latrice, she had, uh, we, I had front stage radio during the pandemic and so right. many folks came on there from, from, uh, the folks that I, all the folks that I named and Tony Terry, uh, uh, actually when, um, oh God, Larry Coombs died, uh, we had Campbell and Huff came on and, uh, we had, uh, Eddie LaVert. So we, we had a very good, um, uh, run, um, with our show. Um, we gave it a rest. Uh, due to uh, sponsorship, we were having so much fun that uh, we were just putting it out there uh, out of our own pocket. And you know how that goes. But um, Anne Latrice, she won a contest there. And of course, we invited her to uh, be in this um, production as well. I'm not going to tell you who she's going to be, but uh, Delaware is also going to bring it. So we're we're coming from highways and byways. We're coming from New York. We're coming from uh, Baltimore. We're coming from Ohio, uh, Delaware, Philadelphia, of course, coming from everywhere uh, to put this production together. Okay, and Cynthia, what we're going to do, we're going to put the um, Eventbrite link into our um, podcast description. So anybody who listens to this podcast, they can easily find the link to purchase tickets. Do you also want us to include your, your number to be texted or or the, the link is good? 
Um, yeah, somebody can someone can text me. Okay. They can text me. All right, will do. Especially if they're tall, handsome, and all that. Go on and text me. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what about these brothers? These guys always say they're my brothers. And I said, well, hook me up. Hook me up with oh, a good Lord. brother. Okay. But I'm always hooking everybody else up. But mm -hmm. the brothers, see what they do to me? They just let me just hang out there and just look, hang out there wait, and stuff. I say, look, I say look, who's your father? Who's your uncle? <laughs> I mean, folks, let me tell you, Linda, I mean, Cynthia is never, never by herself when it comes what? to these shows. There's always a man. In the in the background with Cynthia, oh Cynthia always try to play like she like she ain't got no man. She got men. She got men. She got. Oh, men. Let's, she yeah, got let's men. clear that up. If that's <laughs> messing me up, they're gonna stay home because that might be the help. That's the help, baby. You know what I mean? Uh oh man, no, 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 Cynthia no. got menses. She, she got menses, y'all. She got menses. Don't 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 yeah. let it don't, don't get a, twisted. Again, yeah. why well, don't have anybody? Because somebody wait, hold on. Saying, she was a cheerleader, y'all. She was a cheerleader. <laughs> she was a cheerleader. I'm just letting y'all know. She was a cheerleader. You know, you know. So and look, we were in school at the same time. She was a cheerleader, y'all. She was okay. a cheerleader. So, all right, you know? okay. all right. Well, we, okay. I, I hear. All right, okay, that's it. But let's let's stick to this play. Let's go back to the play. I'm always oh, I'm look, trying to you get some advertising when I can't run it back. Okay, yeah. all right, but we will we we definitely gonna put it out there. We we definitely gonna put it out there when we post the show. Everybody, if you want to um, if you want to support um, Cynthia and this um, play, please um, make sure that you um, go to the link and purchase the tickets. Um, mm -hmm. Still seating left. Right, Cynthia? You still yes. have a few seats yes. left? Okay. Mm -hmm. And and it's gonna be at the Legacy Center, which is a beautiful hall. Um and I'm sure you guys will enjoy yourself, especially with all that talent in the room. So definitely, definitely um check her out. Um let me see, Cynthia, you wanna any anything else you wanna promote at this moment? No, one thing at a time. But I do want to thank uh, thank you guys. I think it's awesome what you're doing. Uh, yeah, there's um, and and I'll tell you, I'll tell you about what's going on next, and uh, I can bring someone on to talk about it more. But but I did book Miles J for this area. Uh, he will be here in um, for Mother's Day, and I'll be hosting that. But now I'm not going to give all the uh, gems away now. I'm not saying everything now because I need you to concentrate on coming <laughs> out to this stage production. Yeah, I huh, come out to the stage production and come on and visit um, some folks up in heaven. You're going to get a surprise, too, because there's one person that's not from heaven. She's from, This person is from Earth, but she has a past to go up and to deliver a message from us on Earth to those in heaven. It's going to blow your mind. So I want you to be there and come and see what's happening. Okay. All right. There you have it, folks. You know, um, you have been listening to um, one of our friends, one of the top promoters in the area, and I'm not just talking about Delaware. I'm talking about the tri-state area wow. or the East Coast, wow. uh, West Coast, whatever, Miss Cynthia Tyre. She has been gracious enough to spend some time with us tonight. And we really, really appreciate it. This has been a long time in the making trying to get her on, people. So, you know, we're so glad that she had a moment to come on and especially promote this great um, play of hers. And, and, and uh, with all these show-stopping performances and
appreciate the time that you've given us tonight. And definitely we'll put it out there um, when we post the show. And is there any final things you want to say um, before you go? Well, normally you want to hang, or you want to hang, you going to, unless you want to hang in with us. I'm going to say this much. Hang with us. I'm going to hang with you, but I am going to say that normally when people like you, they say, and if we asked you back, would you come back? You just said bye, like I'm never coming back. Are you inviting me back? (laughs) No, no, no. We look. Look, first of all, Leonard was trying to show you the door. Dave was trying to show you the door. (laughs) No, Leonard and I both know that if we wanted to, we couldn't get rid of you. (laughs) You know, so. So, no, 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 we, no, that's what I'm saying. If you want to hang out with us, we're going to go ahead and, and go into the rest of our show. We want to get your opinions on some of the stuff that we're about to talk about. So just, just hang out with us, okay? All right. Yeah, so All right. Cynthia, on the Second World War, when Truman dropped the bombs, what, what do you think about that? All right, all right, Dave. You, you ready to get started with the show? Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Well, um, I know for those of us who um, have been paying attention over the weekend, a, a big story came out about um, actor John, uh, Jonathan Majors, uh, who in a couple of the big movies that have been released um, in the last couple of months, one was Ant-Man with Paul Rudd, and the other one uh, was Creed, Three with Michael B. Jordan. Um, he was recently this weekend accused of getting into a domestic dispute with his uh, alleged girlfriend, um, which uh, um, apparently he was charged with assaulting her and strangling her, um, you know, allegedly. And so. <clears throat> There was a lot of talk about that over the weekend as far as whether, you know, this happened. Of course, you know, right now there's no video, but, you know, it seems like every time we hear something like this, there's always video that pops up at some point or another. But we don't know whether, you know, apparently it came out yesterday that the the girlfriend was recanting her story and saying that, you know, he, nothing happened. But apparently she was treated for... Um, bruises along the face and the neck. Um, I was just looking at a story today where they were talking. There was a certain uh, filmmaker, um, A.B. Allen, who tweeted back in February about a beloved actor who in actuality is a vicious, cruel, abusive human being. And he tweeted this back in February. Um, he continued, there's a particular actor relatively new on the scene um, who Twitter has violently fallen head over heels for and who is actually is a vicious, cruel, abusive human being, both professionally and in his personal life. And every new viral thirst tweet about him drives me insane. Now, this is what the filmmaker is saying about this particular actor who he didn't name at that particular time. Um, <clears throat> following the news of what happened over the weekend, um, Twitter shared a screenshot of Alan's post and added the caption, now we know 
who this tweet was about. And Alan responded, ding, 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 ding. So signing off on it as being, yes, you're right about that. Um, A.B. Allen has refused to unpack this any further, explaining that he would do so. Um, explaining that to do so would expose people who have been hurt. So apparently he's saying that people that have been hurt by supposedly this particular actor um, would, their names would come out and, you know, it would be too much, you know, to bear because of who these people are. What do you, well, Leonard, let me say to you, what do you think about all of this? What, what's your thoughts about all of this? What did you think when you heard the story uh, initially? Um. So when I first heard it, you know, it, it was one of the things where, okay, like, I want to know more information. And kind of like you said, like, there's so many videos all the time. I was just waiting for a video to pop out. But what I will say is, you know, I think sometimes we give actors and uh, celebrities too much credit where at the end of the day, they're normal people just like us. Some do good, some do bad. And apparently he has a history of, um, you know, according to A.B. Allen. And I, I see something else that says the folks at Yale University. And the oh, Marvel, you saw that. I was, that, yeah. that was my next, that was my next statement. <laughs> yeah, the, the folks at Yale. Right. And the yeah. broader New York community have known about him for years. So, you know, to be honest, I just I just think it's one of those things where allegedly, you know, that's the type of person he has been. And it's just starting to come out now. And probably what will happen, just like with a lot of stories, now that people have kind of, let's say, detected him, I'm sure there'll be more stories about him coming out. So, um, you know, I, I think his career may really be in jeopardy. Well, let me, let me ask you this, Cynthia, um, with, with people that you have worked with big name people and so forth. Um, when, when people get hot, you know, when they are on their hot streak and they, you know, they're on the come up and everything. Have you, you know, have you found it? That's when both when the, the, the critics and everybody get busy and all the negative stories pop up. Well, I, I think so, because you have to think the numbers increase. Right. Uh, if one person yeah. at me, there's not a chance of that one person talking about me. If 10 pe- people, maybe that one person is still maybe not a chance. But once it goes up and more and more and more eyes are on you, uh, more people are going to be critical. Um, that 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 can even happen with myself, you know, that more more eyes are on me uh, and more pe- uh, people are going to be critical. Uh, you, you mentioned me being a cheerleader when I was a cheerleader. If no one was at the game and I and I didn't do the flip for the cartwheel right (laughs) 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 we got a full house now i'm gonna hear i'm gonna hear about it so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna hear about it there are a few people that definitely gonna talk about that that girl she's on the cheerleader squad how she get on because she can't even do a cartwheel now now uh now cynthia on, on the flip side have you known some entertainers that like the crowd loves and the public loves but they kind of like, but, you know, maybe you knowing them personally, they have like a dark side where they're like, not say evil, but just bad people, you know, bad to people. Is, is that something common in the entertainment field? Or how about, I'm sorry. I'm not going to say it's common, common in the entertainment field. It, 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 is that something out. that's not uncommon? 
to me is is not common in just the entertainment field. It's common everywhere. But if right. the spotlight isn't on you, it doesn't seem like it's common. So people are, everybody might not even be who they really are on the stage. And it could be the opposite. It might not be that they have a dark side. It could be that they're the side off the stage is better, is even different. Because when I worked for Wildman Steve and LaWanda Page, they cursed and they told these dirty jokes and on stage. Off stage, that man, Wildman Steve, didn't even take a drink and he didn't curse. He was like this shy man. LaWanda Page didn't curse either. She had her Bible. I didn't understand it. <laughs> so it could, be, it could be either or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I know at this particular time, you know, he's, you know, he's been such a hot actor, you know, and it's, he had he had a big uh, army ad on. They pulled the ad because of everything that's going on. Now they did, they did say they were not going to kill the ad because they were waiting to see, you know, if he was cleared of his charges or everything. But they did pull the ad that he was starring in. Did you ever see that ad, Cynthia, with him in it? Um, with the Forty no, Army? I pull the ad, too, because it's about my money. It's about my business. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, right. I know this don't make sense when I go back to the cheerleading thing. So if this girl can't cheer and everybody's talking about her, pull her, you, you ought to pull her off because, you know, they might even want to come see the ba ba the baseball team, or the basketball team, or the football team because you got these stank cheerleaders. I'm making it up, <laughs> but I know <laughs> I know I'm exaggerating a little bit, yeah, but yeah. but if you kind of understand what I'm saying, it's business. We like her. She might even be cute, but guess what? She cannot pr produce, and now we're losing money. Nobody, our ticket sales went down at the door. So whoever right. these people are that are using someone for their promotions, it's not just for the fun of it. It's so because people like you, and you are going to help me make an extra dollar. Right, right. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. Well, you know, I just wanted to bring that particular story up because it is a hot topic right now. And, of course, you know, now we're in the uh, the cell phone age and everybody's filming everything. And it seems like there's always a video that pops up later on, you, right. know, you know, that says this is what really happened. So... You know, and, 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 you know, of course, TMZ is usually the people end up getting this video. So, but we're, I guess we'll see what happens as things move along, but he is maintaining his innocence. He didn't lawyer it up and everything. So I guess we'll keep following the story as it goes along and see what happens to him. Hopefully, um, the right side of justice will um, prevail in this case. So, okay. Exactly. And I hope things yeah. will switch, switch back around. And then I hope it would switch back around that he would help somebody else win and not the people had let him loose, you know, that he was helping yeah. win and then they, then they let go, you know, right. now some, let's, let's hope that something better um, would happen for him. Yes. Let's, let's, yeah, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Okay. Let's move on to our next story. Leonard. Yep. So um, the next story was something I just saw earlier this week and I thought it was interesting um, there was an article that came out regarding a survey. They surveyed 1,000 Black women, and 25% said 
So, of course, one out of four of those Black women believe that they were denied interviews because of their hair slash hairstyle. So um, <clears throat> this study, it was from the Crown Research Study. And of course, last year, the Crown Act was passed, which kind of stopped discrimination on, based on hair, which specifically applied to Black women. But via um, this research study, um, they said 66% of Black women had changed their hair for a job interview to lessen their chances of being passed over. Twenty, Of course, as I said before, 25% of Black women believe that they were denied a job interview because of their hair. And then um, another 25% of Black women ages, I'm sorry, ages 25 to 34 believe that they were sent home um, from work because of their hair. And, you know, it's just funny because it's like in this days and time, that's almost unbelievable. And, and Cynthia, I want to get your input, but like I know my wife, even though, you know, since the pandemic, a lot of people have been working from home and doing Zoom meetings, she mm -hmm. is still particular about her hairstyle when she's on Zoom calls in front of some of her coworkers and her bosses. Because I, I know she always wants to get, get braids, but she feels like, for, you know, her corporate setting that, you know, it's not presentable or her corporate contract setting that it's not presentable, which, which you know, I kind of find interesting. Um, Cynthia, you know, I know some of the, you know, of course, you're more familiar with hair than uh, Black women's hair than, than Dave and I. Have you heard <laughs> women, you know, maybe hesitant to wear certain hairstyles to their place of employment or, you know, maybe feeling discriminated because of their hair. Okay. Well, I'm I'm going to say that I think um, folks are more in tune to braids and how they are. And I'm going right. to say that sometimes us as Black people are critical um, about some, another Black girl's hair for our position. And it's not that it, you don't want you to wear natural hair. People wear their natural hair neat. I've seen people wear braids neat. And I know that when folks are looking for diversity in the jobs, sometimes the black girl that's trying to look, um, quote, <laughs> white, they don't want them. I think that sometimes if you have that, um, that, that business look, but you are still showing your ethnicity that, that you are cool. So it could go either, either way, but, I've been in, I do a lot of corporate training. And so when they're looking at diversity, I'm looking at people that's on the training team or things like that. And I'm, I'm seeing some more diverse uh, people, you know, right. today. So, and I'm not, I'm not saying that that ad is wrong, uh, but you, um, you might look different in your braids than the person next door looks in their braids because this one person keeps their braids nice, clean, neat. And, and brush your head, and the other one's letting the weeds grow in between the parts. So, and, and, and it looks dirty. So you you, you just got to be honest, you know, right. on and how sometimes we take care of things and how we look. I've been seeing some beautiful natural hairstyles, and when I'm looking at the people, and I'm saying, "Wow, look how high they are up the ladder." But these are the folks too that have proven. Um, right. themselves and, and, and they do have the um the source about them. 
You know what I mean? They, some, they, they show that there's something about them that you cannot take away, that you cannot take away. So, um, no, I, I, I'm seeing more and more of the um, ethnic hairstyles, and I thought that has been more unaccepted. And I heard you say that in the interview that they believed they didn't get to interview because of the way they look. So sometimes we are conscious. We're not putting our hairstyles on and walking with confidence. You and because they said they believe. Now, and if you're on the job and they send you home because of the hairstyle, and you say, "I believe they sent me home because of the hairstyle," you need to know why you went home. Right. You well, I, no, I, I believe. I, Nobody's going to just. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, oh no, I was just going to say. So, um, so, so well, somebody's not going to like me because I because I talk like that, you know, because I'm saying you right. believe they took you home. You're supposed to know why they sent you home. And if you know they sent you home because of your hairstyle, somebody's going to get in trouble. Now, if you work in somewhere and it's a conservative atmosphere and you have your hair yellow, that's different. You know, yellow, you might maybe you have it in the clown, yellow, green and blue sticking up, cooking crazy. Now, that could that could be a white or a black person. So we we have to really understand why we're sent home and 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 have that written down. Now, the, why I didn't get the interview, I I I I, I don't know. I, I I can't even believe that because when you get an interview, you get that because of your resume, and they bring you in for the interview. So you're telling me they got there for the interview, and then they denied them the interview. So I, I'm not understanding. Right. So let let me ask you a question, and I'm 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 gonna ask it, even though Dave and I may not understand it. If you had an interview for a, a very corporate job, what would be your preferred hairstyle? So you like, if you walk and you be like, oh, I, I'm, I'm gonna get this job. I'm gonna wear my hair this way. They're gonna love it. Like, what what do you think that would be for yourself? Okay, I'm not gonna go with the biggest afro. But if I'm going to be where Afro is going to be short, trimmed, and neat, because mm -hmm. you you're, you're talking corporate, and if uh, suppose and if I'm going to be a nurse, I'm gonna look like a nurse. If I'm going for a cooking job, I'm not sure I'm showing I have all this hair all over the place because I need don't need my hair to be in everybody's food, you know. So there there there's a stage, you know. There you, you're a character. If you're in a play and you're a character, just think about that. Who am I playing? What is my role here? And if, if, if it's a Black company, what is my role and what do I want to portray? So, no, I don't want to portray that I'm white and I'm not white, but I want to portray that I'm neat. I want to portray that um, this is not a disco, uh, a disco is not a party. I remember when I first started work, it wasn't about the hair. It was you didn't know what to wear to work. You wore what right. you wore to the party last. So some <laughs> of these folks are putting it on on hair and what your hair look like, but some of that it might it might look like a party style. It might not look corporate. There's a such thing as corporate. Come on now. When I first started and I'm dating myself again, we couldn't wear pants. Then when we went to pants, we went to pants suits, you know? And then we went to casual day, but you have to be a certain way. You know, have to make sense out of what is corporate casual. Right. So some people don't make sense out of what is um what 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 looks corporate to uh, what what does look corporate. 
You know, so they're going to say, oh, they sent me home because I had five earrings in my nose and, and 10 in my ears. You know, so now somebody's going to clap for that. But if you know your clientele and you know the clientele of the world, whether they white, black, whatsoever, and if most of them are an older crowd, they didn't come up like that. But now if you're saying most of my clientele are going to be people, the people that's just starting to come up now and, and that's what they're wearing and that's what they do. And accept, and then, and that's what you do. But people talking about what the boss is going to say. Think about if it's your business. What would you do? Do you want to bring in more people? What <laughs> you know? So think, think about your, think about yourself. Now they talk talking about hairstyles. I go places, and somebody I got offended because somebody didn't know who I was. But I said, "Well, you change your hair every other day. You're looking crazy." <laughs> Well, I, I hold on. A, I put on some blue lipstick. Hmm? Um, what, was I wouldn't it a wear ma- my blue lipstick to corporate. What, um, was, it a ma- was it a male who said they didn't recognize you? Well, this is funny. Hold, hold on, hold on. It was a male. It was a male. And the only reason I say that, because in, in, in Dave and I's defense, I, I can't lie. Y'all switch your hairstyle. I don't be recognizing y'all either. I don't. Well, this girl, not too long ago, her name uh, Angela, if you're listening, um, Angela Jackson. She's a promoter. So <laughs> Kendra and I were out. And we were at the table. And I said, you know what? I said, I don't even know what I did to her, but she doesn't even want to speak to me. Then later on at the event, somebody called my name and said, Cynthia is here. Boom, boom, boom. And and um, they pointed me out. She come running over to me and said, oh, my goodness. I didn't even know that was you. So it's funny. So it, 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 was, a, it was a girl. So um, sometimes, you know, we, we, we change up. And sometimes when pre- people meet us first, we gave that particular impression. Maybe I gave that first, different impression with a guy when I, my hair looked a certain way. And he said, I like that. Then he see me again and said, now, mm, where'd she get that style from? You know, maybe, maybe so. You know, when I was doing my radio show, I was just acting up, acting crazy from glasses to blue lipstick. I would never wear blue stick, lipstick to work. I wouldn't even wear it on a party with a date, but I was just having fun putting on some, um, some different looks. And also, but I would not do it to corporate. You have to do what makes sense. And this is one thing I'm going to say to you and to everyone. You really know what makes sense when you get dressed. Someone says, do what makes sense. I always listen to that. So the only reason why you might feel a certain way, self-conscious, or they're looking at me, and it's because I wore my hair different. Because darn it, you knew that you was doing something different and out of character that didn't make sense. Some some of the times. <laughs> hey, 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 Dave. Uh-huh. Dave, I was gonna say no nobody can tell that Cynthia is not a corporate trainer because she she sounds just like a corporate trainer right now, don't she? Oh yeah, she went and she 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 went there, didn't she? Yeah, she yeah. really did. Yes. <laughs> well, let me just say this real quick and uh, and then we'll move on to uh the left the next subject. Um unfortunately for a lot of our black women, uh, you know, Leonard, we kind of touched on this subject before, you know, in the past. And, um, but then, you know, a lot of women who have tried to conform 
Um, and I, I can't say it was all necessarily for their jobs or trying to present a certain image or whatever. You know, you know, there's a big uh, lawsuit going on now with the uh, hair relaxers and so forth that women were using to relax their hair, straighten their hair to, you know, make, you know, to have that certain appearance um, that would be <clears throat> that would be acceptable in certain places or whatever the case may be. Now a lot of women are suffering um, because there is, you know, these relaxes and everything have been linked to cancer, um, breast cancer, uterine cancer, a couple different types of cancer, um, endometriosis, you know, a lot of different things. And there's a big lawsuit now for, and a lot of women over the years, even women that were to hairdressers and and um, getting curls and stuff like that. Um, they they have developed, um, you know, certain forms of cancer and endometriosis from these relaxers and these products that were being put in their hair because they were trying to, um, some of them were trying, not all of them, but they were trying to present a certain image, um, you know, that, you know, or change up, you know, their, their hair and, and, and look a certain way and whatever the case may be. And now they're dealing with the after effects of it, which is really a shame. Um, because, you know, the world always has this ideal as to what we should look like and how we should act and how we should be. And unfortunately, if we fall into some of the dynamics that are being presented to us, it causes us um, these type of reactions and, and pain and, and suffering. Um, and I just wanted to say that, you know, because a lot of people try to look the part and now... Right. They're paying the price. <clears throat> Understood. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think yeah. women are beautiful with their natural hair. And I see so many um, women beautiful with their natural hair. And I can say that sometimes it's even us ourselves that we just want a different hairstyle. So we want it straight. I don't think we're doing it all ways for the for the people. You know, there's right. I know that does natural hair and she does have the um irons and other things to make your hair look straight if you uh need to do it sh uh, straight and there is even white people that use the same type of product um you know uh tools uh to um to straighten their hair but i do say that at one time that we were doing it to try to and ensure that we would get the job or, or something like that um but there's many most of the people i know have gone with natural hair yeah, and, and, yeah, they, have, yeah. they have top positions. They have very, very good positions. Right, right. Okay. All right. All right. Well, um, I'm sure that our listening people will be tapping in and sending us comments on, on that, I'm sure. So, all right. And, Leonard, uh, let's get to that next story, and, and um, then we'll finish up with Dave's Corner. Yep. So um, the, the next story, and I, I thought this was interesting, a little bit funny. I'm not sure if, if you, Dave, or Cynthia heard about it, but there was a 20-year news anchor in Mississippi who was fired for saying, for shizzle my nizzle live on air while discussing the Snoop Dogg wine collection. So if you don't know, Snoop Dogg has a wine collection. And um, actually, I forget the name of it. It's, it's, it's off the tip of my tongue. But I'm going to play this just so you can hear her say it. 
That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> well, we know it. She'd have a Snoop Dogg tattoo on her shoulder. A shizzle, my nizzle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Julie, what you think about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard about this. I heard it when it, uh, they were talking about it. So I thought I started cracking up. I said, no, she didn't just do that. <laughs> yeah. So now, of course, you know, she got fired for this. Um, the news station issued an apology. Now, I will say when I first heard it, to be honest, I thought it was kind of minor and I was actually surprised she got fired. But then, um, you know, a lot of, you know, Twitter, Twitter and Instagram, they do their thing where a lot of people were saying that, you know, she had kind of exhibited some, some not to say racist, but some uh, microaggression, microaggressional behavior towards African-Americans and, you know, some stuff she had said on air prior before. So it looks like a lot of people were glad, you know, this was like the straw on the camel's back that got her fired. But, you know, I just thought it was interesting. Um, Dave, what what did you think when you heard, first of all, her just say for shizzle my nizzle and then hearing she got fired? Well, I just thought, I, you know, I, I chuckled when I first heard it. And then I said, huh, that's interesting. But, you know, Snoop is the greatest pitch man on earth. I mean, you know, the guy, right. the guy's everywhere. You know, he's 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 everywhere. But and you know, and of course, you know, people are always going to take shots at him. You know, and and people feel that they know Snoop. You know, and they feel comfortable with Snoop. And Snoop is like one of those guys that everybody relates to. But you still have to be careful about the things that you say and do, regardless of whether we're talking about Snoop or anybody else. Like. She couldn't sit there and, and, and smoke a blunt while she's sitting there doing the news because Snoop does it, you know. So right. um, she has to be careful. But if, I don't know if you noticed. If you look at the guy in the blue suit yes, on, on, I did. Well, His face. on the right, did you, did, he laughed at first, but then he said, oh, no, she messed up. Did you notice right. his reaction, yeah. his body language? Yeah, you I know, Because he was like, he was like, oh, let me stop laughing because I ain't trying to go down like that either, you know. So – Cause and she knew she messed up when she looked over at him that second time, and he put his head down. So he put his head down and said, "You know, you know." He said, "Oh, I don't want no parts of this." Did you notice that? Yeah, and, and, yeah. you know, yeah. So you know, white people. <laughs> we talked about this. What we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about you know saying certain words in these songs, right? You know. Right. Um, you know, you get, even though you might feel comfortable with saying certain things, you just can't always do it. Exactly. Right, Cynthia? Right, Cynthia? Uh, I went on mute for a minute to make sure I wouldn't make a sound because. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all done scared me. I don't know if I said something tonight to make somebody. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything else but my dumb self. I could, you know, I'm, I'm not too hip, so I, I didn't even catch it, you know, too much. I didn't catch it. So, um, they, they, you know, some people get away with murder, some people don't. If you were in my class and you said that, you would have been all right. Because I, yeah. I, 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 I didn't catch it. It went over my head. And that's what people right. say, oh, that just right over your head. So I right. said, let me because if you're not out there like that you don't even know what's going on and it's the stuff don't even sound like somebody said anything uh bad 
You know, so now well, I know. It's something. she was as dumb as I am and didn't know what it meant. No. No, that guy that guy oh. right there knew what it meant. I the guy that did, sure. but did she? Yes. I'm, I'm, sounds... well, I, I'm, huh? I don't I'm, know. I'm sure she did. First of all, she's in Mississippi. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm oh, sure yeah, she yeah, know what yeah. that meant. But, but, but it be. Yeah. I know. Uh, now, now people want to say I'm real stupid. Because I swear <laughs> I went on mute to ask somebody else, and I said, oh, that's <laughs> what said. And then I, and then I said, "Oh, okay, you know, it sounded like it was hit, but I never put it together. I never put it together." Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Well, that yep, that's what it means. How old I am, y'all? Don't answer me. Don't that's, answer. Hey, look, but well, you got to remember, I'm saying I'm I'm right there with you. So huh? you know, yeah. uh, both 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 yeah. of y'all some old timers around here. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm okay. like, uh, you know what? You better quit. I know, I know, I know. Don't, don't let I, these old people say that if I had a son, I wanted him to be like uh, Leonard. So, but I don't think he's yeah, that much younger. I'm but not, I always, I always no, said I, that I am, I am, I am that much younger. But and I don't want to be. I wouldn't want a son like that. Dave, uh, but go Dave, ahead. Dave uh, for Cynthia saying, if I always want a son, I want to be like Leonard. I never. I ain't never got no dinner invite on Sunday. No Thanksgiving. I know. <laughs> Things that went crazy in my life at one time. I owe I'm you not. and wifey something. Yep. Yep. Love you guys. <laughs> All right. Oh, sh- All right, uh, well. oh shizzle, my nizzle. Hey, Dave. Cynthia's going to be using that all week now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she don't do it at work, Cynthia. Please don't do it at work. Right. Okay. I don't go. Well, well, no, 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 no. Uh, Dave, at, at work, she can just say full shizzle. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, so, yeah, you, this, yeah, yeah you just leave this, the other part. Don't off. say the whole thing when you're doing your when you're doing your little corporate trainings. Don't say that other part. Okay. All right. Okay. So. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. So this brings us to the. Um, the last portion of our show. Uh, and um, we thank you guys. You guys have been listening to News and Trends with Dave and Lynn. We really appreciate you guys. So thank you for tuning in every week that, that you do. Um, brings us to, the, uh, to Leonard's favorite uh, part, which is Dave's Corner. Uh, Lynn likes this, likes this particular part because we always do a little uh, funny things or um, scenarios and all these little different things out here. So I'm going to ask both of you 
this particular uh, little scenario here and tell me how you guys would react to this. If someone offered you $10,000 every time they punched you in the face, how many times would you want to be hit? Let's start with you, Cynthia. <laughs> Look, if you're not going to hit me, too, <laughs> right? But how I, many? How many? I, I can't even say. I, I don't even want to hit because I don't know how hard you're going to hit me. Well, when it okay, let's say it's a woman, and she's not going to. It's not a man punching you. Let's say it's a woman, and she's hitting you, but she's not breaking your jaw or anything. How many times? Not, you, I mean, I'll let Hmm. I'm gonna have to say I, I just can't take the money. I'm really scared to get hit. I, I am. You hit, my, you hit me in my head. You hit. You know. You knock the rest of my brains out. I'm already forgetting stuff. You know. You hit me, lose an eye. I can't see. Hit me in my mouth. You done broke my teeth. So you know what? Go ahead. I I, I don't I don't need that money. I, it's, it's gonna come some other way. Y'all gonna buy tickets to the play? <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna be all. Oh, go ahead, okay. man. You can... oh. okay, letter. All right. So, Cynthia bailed on us. I mean, but you know, I'm, I ain't mad at Cynthia because my first question is, who's punching me? Like, is it Mike Tyson punching me, or is it, you know, <laughs> is, is, is it like? Well, a... no. no, we ain't gonna say Mike Tyson. We ain't, we ain't gonna have Mike Tyson hit you. Let's say, let's say it's your okay. Let's say it's your son. Hit you. Oh, my son. Oh man, I probably. Yeah. Now, on on a day that wait, hold on, on a day that you pissed them off, though. Okay. I mean, I couldn't see him hitting me more than five times without me feeling a certain type of way. <laughs> so you you say you going for the you going for fifty? Is that what you say? Yeah. So I'm, I'm going for, now. I will say if it's a let's say a regular grown man. Well, to be honest, I'm going to go with Cynthia. Like, I mean. I don't need the money that bad, uh, at, at least at, at this moment. But if I did, I don't see taking like one hit, and after the second hit, I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, Dave. That that, that right there's a very weird question because don't nobody want to get hit in the face for money. Now, if we talking about Mike Tyson and I'm getting a couple million, yes, I will get hit by Mike Tyson and get knocked down, and yes, I will collect. Yeah. I'm going to say boxers do it all the time. MMA people do it all the time. Yeah, but box, box, boxers are professionals. We're not professionals, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll tell you something. I met Mike Tyson. Oh, you I did? Him, yes, I met him at Gerald LeVert's funeral. Oh, wow. And oh, I okay. No, I wouldn't even let him hit me. Know why? Because when I looked at him, he scared the hell out of me. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. he, he's, he scared me, but he wouldn't scare me now, but I was there, and I'm telling you, I know he's married and all that stuff now, but I'm going to still tell it. He kept saying, I want you, but he's doing it with emotions when he's saying it. So I went to the other side of the room and asked him how it was. And then he did it. And when I looked at him, he said, I want you. I said, y'all, I'm scared of that, man. Get me out of here. Hold on. But that you said now. Me. What did you say? That was then, but now what? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just maybe, maybe, I'm, just I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> maybe maybe the tattoos don't look so bad. I don't know, child. I don't know. Uh-uh. But I don't know. But but I, I'm saying that man, he, he he. I said, if it was him to have to punch me, and I wouldn't even let him, I, I ran to the other side of the room. I don't know why he just made me nervous. I think that's after he had beat somebody else up. And she wasn't getting wow. paid to get slapped and beat, but 
you know, you understand what I'm saying? So go ahead, uh, Leonard. You better hit you for that money. You're gonna be knocked out. You won't even get that. Hey, Cynthia, that 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 money go for my medical bills, probably. Don't even make no sense. But let ask us can can let us punch him and get the money. Yeah. Uh. Well, I don't know. Well, Mike Tyson might let you do that if you think about it. He might say, "Okay, I'm going to give you five hits. You hit me five times. I pay you." <laughs> you know, <laughs> stuff like that. You know. <laughs> you know. So, uh, <laughs> I can see it now. I can see it now. So. All right. Dave. I don't know, Leonard. I I, I I might have. I might. I might take one hit. And get that ten. I might. I, I might get to ten. And, okay. So, and, so, what, so, so, huh? so, same, same question. Your son, whichever one is is larger. My, your my son, oldest son. My oldest son would love to do. My oldest son would love to do it. I can tell you that for sure. So, hold on, but Dave, <laughs> are, hold on, Dave. Are are you sure your oldest son would love to do it? Oh, he would do it. He all right. Well, here, here, here. Tell, tell him, give me a call. I got a proposition for him. All right? <laughs> <laughs> but then, look, look. sense getting hit you have to do something else with the money all right well, so we're not we, I, I'll, pay his, I'll pay his hospital bills with it okay yeah that's what i do I'll, I'll pay i'll pay it for it that's what i'll do i'll pay it for it i'll keep ten thousand dollars for his medical bills for later on you know so you know that's your question. he would never he would never hit me i'm just saying i'm just kidding but um um well, I don't know. He might. <laughs> Just thought about it. He might do it. I don't know. If if there's money involved, but my son loves making money. So if there's money involved, he's gonna say, "Pop, twenty thousand dollars. Just let me hit you. Let me hit you twice. That's all you gotta do. Twenty thousand dollars. There you go." So. Let me hear you say for sizzle my nizzle. I'm oh, not gonna say that. my nizzle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Not the kid. You ain't gonna get me on that one. Look, <laughs> right. so, look. So we always kid me and, me and Leonard. Always kid how the show's going to end up being either um, news and trends with Dave or news and trends with Lynn. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, but anyway, but we want to thank you again for coming on with us tonight, um, Cynthia. We really appreciate it. It was really a treat to have you on. I'm so glad that you were able to make the time for us tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, it's hard to get somebody like this to come on the show. Um, we've been blessed with having two of the top promoters, you and Dave Woolley, to come on the show. And, you know, and both of you guys have such busy schedules, so we really appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Is there anything you want to say one more time before we sign off? You know, I want to say that Dave Woolley is a um, mentor of mine. He's been with me and uh, for a long time and hanging around me. And we both have a mutual friend, Mr. Norman Connors. I don't know if you knew that he um, was picked up by Norman Connors way back in the day. Um, he talked started, about it on our show. 
Diddy, he talks about it on our show. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So, yep, that's my ace spoon coon, and I know he'll be out of town um, for the ninth. But uh, normally he's right there um, at anything that I have, um, just just cheering me on, and and I love him for that. So, um, I I I I just love him. So you did have a great person on, and I just want to thank you guys again, and uh, hope to be back. And and you guys out there, please please uh, attend the play. We're gonna have a good time. It's really not like a play. It's a stage production, a lot of music. One of our guys calls it a concert. Um, and you can go on Eventbrite, and that is Eventbrite. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me start over. Uh, Life in Heaven, M-L-K, dot Eventbrite, dot com. So um, I'm excited to see you there. Thank you, guys. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I say, hey, Leonard, let's do this. Um, instead of playing our promo or in, um, outro on the way out, why don't you play the promo for the play one more time? And we'll end with that. All right, great idea. Mm-hmm. It's the stage production that everybody's raving about. Coming to the Congo Legacy Center in Wilmington, Delaware. It's a celebration of life in heaven with Dr. Martin Luther King. Starring Dwight Bazemore as Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. And Linda Pipkin as Coretta Scott King. Experience the awe-inspiring words of Dr. Martin Luther King. As well as performances by Aretha Franklin, Marvin Gaye, Michael Jackson, Phyllis Hyman, James Brown. Tell it up, I'm ready to get up and do my thing for Dr. Martin Luther King. Sam Cooke. Whitney Houston. Tina Marie and more, featuring the world's number one celebrity impersonator, C.P. Lacey, as Prince. Celebration of life in heaven with Dr. Martin Luther King. Doors open 3 p.m. for food and vendor shopping. Showtime 5 p.m. at the Congo Legacy Center, 501 West 28th Street, Wilmington, Delaware. Tickets available through lifeinheavenmlk.eventbrite.com or text 302-419-6521. Text only. Produced by Kim Congo and Cynthia Tyre.